Today's episode is Overwhelmed, how to be available on social media and still manage your daily tasks. Hello and welcome to the Successful, Sensitive and Intuitive Entrepreneur podcast. My name is Lydia Sophia Wilmsen and I am an intuitive success mentor for sensitive entrepreneurs. In this podcast, I speak about the challenges sensitive and intuitive entrepreneurs face. I offer you new perspectives and solutions, as well as experiences of other entrepreneurs. Plus, I speak about my personal experience of being a highly sensitive person who has successfully built and scaled two businesses. All of that with the goal to make you and your business even more successful in your very unique and authentic way. Have fun and enjoy. I was actually approached with this topic by several people who basically have so many tasks. They have so much to do. And at some point they reach this level of overwhelm. For many of them, it actually is social media, whether it's personal choice that they use it or actually it's a business choice because that's their, that's their funnel, that's their main connection where they bring new clients in. And yeah, at some point they reach overwhelm, whether it be related to business, they have to sit hours or they do this, they sit hours and hours in front of social media in order to keep business going or They receive so many requests, so many messages, and they are overwhelmed with the things they have to do in their private life as well yeah. on social media. And this is only one, basically like an excerpt of the problem, because it could be social media that's overwhelming you, and it could be something else. It's a symptom. It's not the thing itself. That's the very important thing, first and foremost, that you have to understand. It's not social media that overwhelms you. It's a symptom that stands for something else. And I want to use this episode today to go a little bit deeper into that. Which does not mean that social media itself has overwhelm built into it. Social media, ask the experts, is built upon needing or basically creating addiction. So the more you use it, the more you have to use it, so to say. It becomes an addiction. You need to use it, so to say. So of course, there is overwhelm specifically built into social media. And it's less an issue that people come with the idea of like, oh, I have so many amazing walks to do in nature. I get overwhelmed by nature. Like, I already used that word. By nature, social media is more overwhelming and overstimulating as, for example, for a nature, for most people at least, at least that I know of. So I want to honor that and say social media has a specific or a special role in today's society. And at the same time, it's a symptom. So it's both. It's the paradox of, of the new times we live in. And what I wanted to say, like, what, what does overwhelm mean in this moment? Like, what is getting overwhelmed? How are you getting overwhelmed? And you're getting overwhelmed on different levels. You basically get the overwhelm through thoughts. Like, you can't stop thinking, like, I should do this. I still have to do that. And, oh, what's this person going to think of me when I don't reply in time? And, you know, like, mental overwhelm is a thing is basically the thing. The next one is emotional overwhelm. Especially with social media, it goes together with mental overwhelm. It's like, what is this person going to think about me? And then you feel all those feelings of shame, 
of guilt, of fear. And you might even feel the feelings of other people who then are sad, like you, especially as an empath and highly sensitive person, you might feel the feelings of other people who are a little bit sad or depressed or feel neglected. So you feel those feelings and you can get overwhelmed by those feelings, meaning you feel your own feelings of guilt, of shame, of embarrassment because you couldn't keep up, because you are running out of time and you're not giving the time to other people as you wanted to. And at the same time, you also get overwhelmed with the feelings of other people. Not only in social media, this is also a real-time thing in real life, like in face-to-face -face meeting people. Then the emotional overwhelm can be even more because you're standing in front of another person and it, like, you can so easily take on the emotions of that person without even knowing that. And the last point is then overwhelm through really too many tasks to do. Something like you can't keep up, you can't fill, like even if you filled out the 24 hours, you wouldn't be able to fill and you wouldn't be able to do all the tasks depending on what job you have, what business you have, what business model you have and how much you fill up your calendar with private appointments, with meetups with private people and friends or for example, you have a family, you have to take care of the kids. And yeah, household gets neglected. There is not enough time. So yeah, overwhelmed through too many tasks and also too many decisions. That's a big one. This is why highly successful people cut down on decisions like what shall I eat today? What clothes to wear? This is why they have habits of planning out the meals for a whole week, always eating the same stuff, always wearing the same stuff. Like they wash it, of course, but for example, always having the same colored shirts so that they don't have to make that decision anymore every day. So it's not because they are bored or because they are can't be bothered about putting on nice clothes. No, it has to do with the level or the amount of decisions they can make in a day. And we have, a, I heard like about 50 decisions or something, like there is a cap to when your system can't make any more decisions because it takes energy. So there is a reason, like there is an overwhelm that happens through too many decisions you have to make throughout the day. So what are the three things? It's overwhelm on the mental plane, on the emotional plane, and on the basically on the action steps, on the tasks you have to do and the decisions you have to make. And I separated them into two different parts. And this is the inner work that needs to happen or the inner realm and the outer realm, the work in the outside. And I want to go further into both of them. I will be speaking like in general about overwhelm when it comes to too many tasks. And I will also give you some specific ideas when it comes to social media and how to deal with social media in order to make it more manageable for you. And obviously, this episode also can't go into the full depth of inner and outer work because there is just too much to say about it. And also, it is very personal. It depends very much on who you are, what your personality traits are, what your go-to patterns are, and they can be very diverse. So obviously, I can't go into like every limiting belief or every pattern out there. I can just give you examples and invite you to do the work for yourself. Either work with someone on it or take what I say today and basically create your own framework on working through that for yourself. 
What do I mean with inner work? Like, of course, you know what I mean with inner work because I always speak about inner work. What do I mean when it comes to overwhelm? Because you you might say, okay, overwhelm is a real thing. I have so many things to do. I can't get it done. So like it has nothing to do with my, my inner world. It's just a fact. It's not an opinion. It's a fact. There is too much to do, too many messages to answer. I can't deal with that. And I want to start with the first thing, which is, why do you keep yourself overwhelmed? And bear with me, it's a very important question, because other people also have a lot on their plate, and they don't get overwhelmed. They find ways to deal with it. And this is where the inner part is so important, because as long as you haven't solved the inner issues Everything that you're going to do on the outside, like all the planning and scheduling and getting rid of tasks, all of that won't help because you will recreate other stuff to fill up your calendar and make you feel overwhelmed. Because it starts in the inside, it's a creation based on your beliefs, like your outer world is created around your beliefs. So why do you keep yourself overwhelmed? What is the win in it for you? You have to understand that every problem we have now once was a solution for a different problem. Like, let this sink in. Every problem you're facing right now once was a solution for something else, for another problem. And now that it comes to you, like now that you understand, actually, I don't like this anymore. I hate the overwhelm. I want more freedom. I want more time. This is what my client or what my, my clients always come to me. They are hustlers. They are overachievers. They work hard. And now they figure out, actually, I want to scale my business. I want to make more money, but I can't do this. Like I can't work more. It's just not possible. I don't have more hours. Or they figure out, hey, I didn't start my own business to now be in the rat race as before. Like, this is not how it should be. This is not working. I don't have time for my family. I don't have time for my hobbies. I'm struggling. I'm hustling. And it's not fun anymore. And then we work on that. So they are those people who come with that. And you have to understand, or they have to understand, that they created this overwhelm, this hustle, in order to deal with a problem before. It was once a solution and now they want to change it. And now they have to understand the pattern. What has it been a solution for? And how can I now find a new solution so that I don't have to have this problem anymore, so to say? And you have to do the same. Why has it been a win for you to keep yourself overwhelmed? And there are so many ways we could take this to. This is what I meant in the beginning. I can only give you examples and then you have to do the work. Either talk to me, do the work with me, do the work yourself. But this is what you have to address. So an example could be that you keep yourself overwhelmed to not address beliefs you have about yourself. For example, you could feel not worthy, not deserving, not good enough. You grew up equating love with doing, with working for other people, with service. There was no way, like you didn't grow up in an environment of unconditional love where you experienced love just for you, your existence. You only experienced love in exchange for service, in exchange for doing something. That's a very common thing, by the way. This is why I mention it. 
And that means you have kept this belief. It's not okay to not do anything. You have to keep doing and being of service and overworking. That's what our whole society is built upon. Hustling, burning out, service, being of service, being there for others is what is like the most amazing thing. And look at the person like, wow, she's working so hard. It's not like, what the fuck? She's working so hard. What's wrong? Like, this is going to kill her. No, it's like, look at her. Look at how amazing she is. She's working so hard. Like working hard, overworking yourself is being seen as heroism in our culture. So of course, as long as you don't attend to limiting beliefs or to beliefs like I don't deserve, I'm not worthy, I'm not inherently worthy, I'm not good enough. As long as you don't take care of those beliefs, they can play out in this scenario that you keep proving yourself to others through your hard work. And this obviously leads to overwhelm. But you won't change this. You will recreate overwhelm in all areas or in different areas of your life until you have taken care of those beliefs and shifted them. So it could be around what you think who you are. Like, who are you if you don't accomplish? Who are you if you don't work enough? Who are you if you work less? Who are you if you're not overwhelmed? And what beliefs show up? And it could be, like, it could be the beliefs you have about yourself, or it could also be the beliefs you have about others. Something like, people always want so much, or people are insensitive, or people are cruel, or something like that. It's the opposite side. You're not looking at yourself. You're looking at your beliefs you have about others because this can also bring you to overworking. If you think that people always want so much, always want too much, you still keep working like you have the feeling, whatever I do, it's not good enough. And you still keep proving. It's basically the, the other side of the coin. You have to come to a place where you internally Create a perfect scenario of your life and of the work you do and check on the beliefs that brings it up. Like, what if you really just worked four hours a day? What are your beliefs about that? What are your beliefs about yourself? And what do you think other people are going to say about yourself if you do that? Like, she's selfish. She's lazy. She's not good enough. She can't do the work. Like, I would never, ever give my project to her because, like, look at her. She's at the beach all the time. You know, like, see what voices come up and you have to change those voices. You have to recreate an internal landscape that makes it possible to live this new way or this new perfect scenario of less work and being less overwhelmed. And this is only about the work you do. Now, when we take it to the personal level, to friendships, to relationships, to encounters with other people, to social media, when it's not about business, but about private life, who are you if you don't respond in one second? Who are you? What do you believe about yourself? And what do you think other people are going to say about yourself if you only respond a day later or two days later or a week later? Like she's so irresponsible. She's never available. She's a bad friend. Who are you if you set boundaries? Who are you? What do you think about yourself if you say no? Even if you tell people like social media, it's so common Like, I really like this idea of someone or this image of someone or this metaphor of someone who said, social media, let's take Facebook Messenger or let's take your inbox in whatever social media system. 
a social media platform. Your inbox is like your house. And someone sends you a message, basically comes into your house and expects you to be there and say like, hey, welcome, what's up? You haven't even agreed to let that person into your house. And there is this idea, this entitlement of I have gotten into that house, now I need to be like fully serviced and all round service and get hot coffee and nice show through the house or something. No, you wouldn't do this in your house as long as you haven't some someone invited. You are not responsible. Are you like like you don't have to reply? But we are so used to like that's the kind thing or that's the polite thing. But actually, it's the other way around. If someone just without introduction, without invitation comes into your house, you just kick this person out. Like, you don't have to do that. I just mean, for you understanding how backwards we sometimes think. It's a personal favor if you take time to respond to someone. And there are so many people who want something from you. And especially sensitives and empaths have to learn that you don't have to reply to all messages, especially if it's not your business model. You are not obliged to respond to everyone. The same as you're not obliged to help everyone, like whoever wants something from you in the street, whether you know those people or not. Like I have some friends, specifically one friend who was always there for everyone in our circle of friends, for everything, always. And the funny thing is, people then started expecting that from her. Even though it was her free time, she did the work for free. And this is then where you also have to check in with, with yourself. Like this could be a win, what I said before. You don't have to, like the overwhelm is still a bigger win for you because then you don't have to go into conflict. You don't have to set boundaries. You don't have to say, no, I don't want this anymore. Or no, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm taking this weekend off. I'm not going to fix your house. I'm not going to move your house this weekend. I've done this the past five years. This weekend, I'm out. And it could be for you, especially as a sensitive or highly, like highly sensitive or as an empath, this could be a bigger issue. This could create more anxiety in you, more negative feelings than actually enduring the overwhelm. So it's easier for you to answer all those messages from random people on social media and it actually gets more because where you put your energy, this is what you create more of. So you're basically... Accepting that in order to not have conflict, in order to not say no. So overwhelm is a solution, has been a solution so far to your fears of rejection, your fears of disappointing other people. This is what I meant with the phrase before, every problem you have now has been a solution to a problem before. So that's the inner work that needs to happen. Why are you doing things? Why do you let yourself get overwhelmed? What are you covering up with that? What do you not have to do if you stay in overwhelm? Like saying no to people. Like uninviting people out of your house. Like making a standpoint and only replying after two, three, four days. And I know that's a thing. Like for me, it's not a thing anymore. But I know from so many people, they really get frantic when they get a message. It's like, oh my goodness, I have to reply now. Like, no, you don't. You can reply whenever you want. And if other people feel entitled to your answer, that's part of the, the system you have created. And this is what you have to stop. And you basically, like you teach people what you are available for, but you can reteach them, you know? You can now show, okay, it's different. Like I was available for this behavior, but I'm not available for this behavior anymore. 
And this is usually where you need support because there is the one thing that you don't know your blind spots. You don't know very often, like you can't really figure out why am I doing that? And then to break those habits, it's really amazing to have an accountability partner on your side, to have a coach on your side. Because like the inner work, the inner little driveways you have, like the neural pathways, the inner driveways you have created, they are so strong, so sticky. And it's really, really difficult sometimes to solve them and to recreate new pathways or to create new pathways and actually start using those. Those are some examples from the inner work you have to do. Now, in order to not let this get out of hand, this episode, because I could talk for hours about that, what is something on the outside? What is the external work for you to do? As I said, internal work is super important. If you don't take care of that, whatever you do in the outside won't have as big results. So we have talked about this. Now, what is to do in the outside? I already mentioned some things, but I want to start with the business side of things first. Especially, for example, if you use social media for business. I really want you to sit down and follow the 20-80, the Pareto principle. Like, what is the 20% of your work that gives you 80% of results? And sometimes it is stuff you don't really like to do, but I have several clients who use Facebook, who use LinkedIn, And they have figured it out and they just have to do this. And they could do so many other things. They could start marketing other things. They could use different platforms. But why? Do what brings you the results. Like do the 20% that brings you 80% of results. And don't distract yourself. Focus is key, especially when it's around overwhelm. Focus is so necessary. Because this will help you to stop the mental chatter and the emotional issues. Focus. Do the stuff that brings in the money and get rid of all the rest. Because that's the overwhelm. Get rid of all the rest. Either outsource it or don't do it at all anymore. Because if it just brings you like one low-paying client, why the heck? Focus on those who bring you thousands or tens of thousands. Focus on those Bring those in and then you don't even have to care about the rest anymore. Of course, if it's part of business development and business strategy, like going to the next level, that's something you work on with a coach and see what are the next steps. But for that, you have to have a stable lower level already before you start doing that. Stop doing this frantic stuff everywhere. And this is what I see so many business owners, so many entrepreneurs, especially in the beginning stages of their business too, but also later on, they get totally confused with all that stuff. They are everywhere. They do everything, but they don't do the work that actually brings in the money. It's usually a little bit uncomfortable stuff. Like I talked about a similar topic yesterday in my um, Facebook group. And there was one woman who said, like, actually, I know, like what is bringing in the money is outreach and then follow up. But she does whatever. She does whatever little posts on Facebook and, you know, like stuff like that that does not bring the money. She knows it. It's outreach and follow-up. There is gold in following up because so few people do it. And that's not the topic today. It's That's not the topic today. The topic today is, like, what is for you the 20% that brings 80% of your results? And do that. And why? Because this will get rid of so many tasks that you do that are not necessary, especially around social media. 
Like if you're hanging around in social media and you're not doing the 20%, meaning perhaps five follow-ups a day, you don't have to do hundreds. You can't like do all of that business right now. Like go with what is possible right now for you. So you don't have to write to random people. Do the very focused action. This is key. And then you can get rid of so much overwhelmed stuff on, on social media and you don't get sidetracked anymore. And it might even be that you have someone else supporting you with that. You might even be that you have someone else doing work for you. Then you don't even get sidetracked or busy or too busy with social media anymore because you hardly spend time there because you have outsourced that. And then another point I want to make is schedule. Like I had a client, we talked about some desires, which were like, I want to become a better coach. I want to read more around that. I'll do that once my business is stable on the next level. And I said like, no, no, stop. This is a desire of yours that will bring you to like, I don't have to go through all the coaching we did. It was just like basically a, a result we, we came up with. This is actually part of your new identity. So this needs to happen now. And then it was like, oh, where should I do this? Like, I don't have time. And it was like, no, just schedule it in. Put it into your calendar because everything that's in there is happening and your calendar is not overly full. And that, like, it can be so easy. Then you don't have, this is what I talked about in the beginning, too many decisions. Then you don't have this decision anymore. You just check your calendar. It says one hour of reading now. And you do it. You don't have to decide on it anymore. So if you're a person who struggles with too many decisions, schedule it in, decide once, and then have this agreement with yourself, whatever it's in there, I'm going to do that. And then it's a done deal. That goes along with planning, scheduling planning. And I know some people hate this. And we would have, like, I really would have to coach you around that because I don't know what personality type you are. Some people hate planning and scheduling and they hate it because it's an, for them, it creates, an, to, like, to hate it is an excuse. It helps them to not do the work that actually brings them the next level results. And for some people, it's really not the right thing to do. So I can't give you generic answers here. This is something we'd have to figure out. However, scheduling it in, planning it, making the decision once and then having it in there can create so much ease. And when it comes to work, gosh, there is so much more to say. As I already said, the 20% rule, 20-80% rule is key. And then it means outsourcing, getting rid of all that stuff you don't need to do anymore. And boundaries in business as in private life. Boundaries. What are you available for? What are you not available for? And I could go on and on and on. So what I want you to understand is overwhelm is a symptom. First and foremost, you have to see what it stands for in your internal world. What are you covering up with the overwhelm? And if you say like, no way, that's not true, please send me a message and we talk about this. Like if you say in my scenario, it's not true, I'm really overwhelmed with too much to do, I don't know how to shift this, this is when you should reach out and we talk about this. Because I will guarantee you, I will find something, what it stands for and why you have created your life like that and your business like that. And it might be also in business, it might be that you're ready for the next level. I have actually two people I'm talking about that right now. They are ready for the next level in business. They can't keep scaling. They can't keep growing like that. So they will have to make informed decisions of letting go of some work, of outsourcing, of focusing 
that can be painful. It can mean no to people. It can mean no to some things right now for them in order to get to the next level and then do more of whatever they want to do. So I get it. Sometimes you have the feeling there is no way how to change that. And believe me, there is a way to change that. And with that, I want to end today. Quick, a quick summary. I said overwhelm happens on the mental, on the emotional, and on the tactical, on the action plane, basically. Like you can be overwhelmed in your mind. You can be overwhelmed like, with all the thoughts running around your mind. You can be overwhelmed with emotions, with what do other people think and feel, and what do I feel when I do X, Y, Z. And you can be overwhelmed with like actions and decisions and tasks. And what you have to do is the inner work, very important, to clear and clarify the limiting beliefs you have, why you actually created that overwhelm in the first place. And then you have to take proper action, either 2080 rule, outsourcing, scheduling, whatever it is in your case or in private life, boundaries, settings, saying no, taking care of yourself first, prioritizing yourself, like all of those things are part of what you do on an action level. And if you're ready to get supported in that, that's actually a power or like a beautiful thing I support you with, with my project-based little intensive. It's a one-week intensive where we can actually shift that for you. So if you're interested in that, in a project-based work with me, a one-week intensive, much lower price than my three or six months one-to-one, -one, reach out to me. As usual, you find the link to everything, to a free call with me and to my other offers in the show notes. I hope you enjoyed this episode and until the next one. Much love to you, Lydia. Did you like this podcast episode? Then I would be super, super grateful if you gave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Super helpful. And please subscribe to the podcast and share it with people who you know can benefit from it. You can find all links to my social media profiles, my website and contact form in the show notes. And whenever you're ready to take a next step, and that means you want to live a life of more on all levels, then send me a message with where you want to go and what is keeping you where you are, like what keeps you stuck at the moment. And then I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you for listening and until the next episode, much love to you, Lydia.